Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. We have returning guest, Mr. Matt Wickes. Say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. It's and lovely to be back. as always, Elise O'Dwyer is here. Hi. What? <laughs> Asshole. You said that so begrudgingly. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, no, I'm here. You're, you're building yeah. a lot of intent into things that are not there. So, uh, this is like, we can have a baby any day now. So, I thought... We would do a little, just real quick. Now I'll, I'll edit around this so we can just like, uh, whenever the episode comes out. So like, I'll be like, Matt, how was your Memorial Day? <laughs> it was uh, uneventful for the most part. Elise, how was your Memorial Day? Uh, relaxing. Good. Okay. Hey, uh, Matt, did you see that crazy thing that President Trump did? Uh, I mean, to be fair, you're going to have to clarify which thing, but yeah, I think I did. Uh, Donald Trump has suggested that he could pardon himself. <laughs> totally having a conversation with two other people. Yeah, dude, it's insane. That guy's an asshole. I yeah, hate no, him. Yeah, he's a fucking turd. <laughs> yeah, you agree, Elise? This is stupid. No, 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 no. We're, we're doing this so we can edit around it so we don't know what... Like, we you know, these aren't savvy podcast listeners. They know that... No, I'm going to edit are it down and it's Recorded in advance. Yeah, but, it, the, 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 but they want to think like it's it happened like not that long ago. We're trying to stay topical. What if you get hold it... Hold on, hold on. Matt, how was your 4th of July? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. I uh, shot some fireworks off, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, ours is a little more low-key because we have a baby now. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, would you agree, least? Oh, I might have even come over here and hung out with you guys in the baby. Yeah, well, but- we'll say it both ways. Like, it was really nice having Can we here. please move on? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're, you're ruining the tape. Just one more try. Okay. Man, so do this. do both ways. Like, did it so like that you came here that you didn't. Okay. Okay. How was your 4th of July? Oh, dude, it was great. I came over here, hung out with you guys, saw, uh, saw the baby again. Yeah. Um, it was okay, awesome. Okay, did it the other way. Then. Okay. Okay. This is, this is riveting material. <laughs> no, oh, you know, it was... I mean, the magic of editing... Please thing. edit out all of this. <laughs> uh, my 4th of July was... It I'm was, imagining, like, the listeners, if we have it, any... It was riveting. But they've shut it off. <laughs> They've already shut up. They're like, oh, these All guys right. are navel-gazing. This is boring. No, we're not. We're doing really good stuff. We're keeping it topical for them. They're going to be enthralled by our topicalness. They're like, wow, didn't they just have a baby? I'm so glad this came out just now. July 23rd. I'm glad they kept it fresh for me. You know? I'm not even listening to you in person right now. Oh, you're being mean, dude. You don't have to no, no, that's true. She wasn't listening at all. I was you facing out, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Whatever. All right, so a real awkward start to this. Yeah, because you made it awkward. You're like shitting on my idea of topical things, like Jordan Spieth winning the British Open. It included the episode. You should have given me some kind of warning before you could no run it out of the gate with the crazy idea. Oh, but yeah, my 4th of July was really good. Uh, I, uh, thank you. I shot off some fireworks and uh, I. You're just making this take longer. I'm ruining <laughs> good takes. All right. So we're doing the movie Urban Legend, not yeah. Urban Legend Final Cut or any of the direct-to-video sequels. The original 1998 classic. Classic. Urban Legend. Yes. Classic. And uh, we'll be giving away the end of this movie, and it's it, the, the twists are a-coming. Oh, so. there are a lot of twists. Yeah. Twists and turds. You're going to get whiplash. That last 15 minutes was whew, yeah. lots of twists. 
Lots of there is there is lots a, of what happens. It's there's a really smart film um, about urban legends and the place of stories in our society. You know, modern society. This is not that film. Oh, you're talking about candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this film was a clearly rushed script that had some funding issues <laughs> post like scream success. Yeah, okay, so on that note, I 100%, this is totally a product of, like, because Scream was successful. There were these, like, cash they grab. They rushed this yeah. movie out. Yeah, it's like everyone's doing. cash grab. A, like, a, I everyone, know what you did last summer. Well, all the dialogue in this movie is, like, a pale imitation of Screams, where it's trying yeah. to Screams, where it's trying to be clever. Like, you notice this a lot in movies from the 90s. I was saying, at least we watched it. Like, in a lot of movies from the 90s, everyone talks, like, Deadpool. Like they, yeah. they, they they conjugate swear words, you know. They'll be like, yeah. "Oh, okay, douche skittle," or like, yeah. or like come railing skittle or dick. something, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's always this like they gotta conjugate swear words. You can't just call someone a fuckface or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, this movie also stars Tara Reid at kind of the height of her fame, you know. Post boob job, Tara Reid. Yeah, yeah. This is right yeah. around like American Pie. Yeah, a uh, little. Right around Big Lebowski. Like, yeah, a little after that, but yeah. 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 Jared Leto's in this movie. Yes, he is. Or as he was known to people at the time, Jordan Cavallano. Yeah! Fans of my so-called life will <laughs> remember him. I was a little too young for my so-called life, I think. I barely remember. Yeah. I remember that, that was I, a show that I, people yeah, watched. I I kinda, that's more how I remember it, yeah, too. It's yeah, like, I, I saw it a little bit when it was out, and then when I was in high school, which is when this movie was out... They're playing it in syndication on MTV. Yeah. So two hour-long episodes a day of a show that was on for Wait, was that the show season. with the redhead? Yeah. The main it's character? Claire Danes. Okay. Claire Danes. Yeah, Claire Danes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was her boyfriend on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Interest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the guy who played Pacey in... Yeah. Um, I prefer to think of him as Charlie Conway from Mighty Ducks. Wow. That's a nice pull. Like I didn't watch Dawson's Creek either. Oh, I was big around this time. Yeah, I saw like part of a season because I, I was friends with a lot of girls in high school. Yeah, and like I first saw it, and I was like, oh, it's and you just... love it. And you well, love no, it. at first I did. I thought I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know. I saw the end of the first season, which is when Dawson and uh, uh, Katie Holmes kiss for the first time. Like, oh, this is very. Did they play sweet. the song? Uh, not then. I mean, they play the beginning of every episode. And then, and then, oh God, again, too, like at the time, this is a very, we're going to talk about high school kind of bit for me in this. Like, Dawson's oh, Creek boy. was big. And I was in the movies, people like, you're just like Dawson. I'm like, no, I was doing this way before him. I was in the movies before him. And, but then I saw part of the second season, like, oh, it's, it was just a soap opera. And I was like, I don't really, not really my scene. All right, that Dawson. was what you told people, but you secretly yeah. still watch. It's <laughs> probably like that's such a Dawson thing to say. No, it's not. You, know, you, know, you clearly you know nothing about the show. You're betraying your ignorance. Um, it's more of a pacey thing to say, I think. This movie is brought to you by Stroh's Beer. Stroh's. Which there's a couple product placements for, for some reason. There's like... Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. And the band L7. I noticed Which, the Pepsi uh, yes. like prominently. Ah, this movie's actually one of the first movies to use the blue Pepsi can. Yeah. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, and that's Ooh. why it looks like a normal Pepsi can and not the old yeah. ass one. Because around the I miss the old Pepsi was, can. It was the white one. I don't drink no, Pepsi, no but label, I still miss it. Yeah, no label in the thing. Like yeah. it didn't say Pepsi Cola in the circle. No. Oh, it didn't. No, not anymore. In the earlier nineties, it said Pepsi oh. Cola. In the yeah, circle. this was. The, I think I saw on the IMDb that this was the first yeah. movie. Yeah, well, the first major movie anyway. Yeah. So we're uh, greeted by Alicia or by. Uh, Terry, and she has a college show on the college radio. Yeah, where she talks about sex. Very frankly, it's like, very yeah. it's like hey, it's very nineties. <laughs> clearly risque, and like clearly because it was the nineties. Yeah, and like if Dr. you're not Drew down for better, it, you need to get over it. And it's Tara reads, she's a coming for you. Uh, oh, there's yeah. nothing like deep or like. Her advice is is it's it's so phoned in like both the yeah. the like the, the Collins and like the her first answers. Call was amazing. Yeah. The first the call first call is amazing. It's pretty funny. The first call is like, what happens if we defund Planned Parenthood because <laughs> she's. I'm stealing my roommate's birth control, but now she's pregnant, and I have to find a new roommate. Yeah, <laughs> she says she's been replacing them with baby aspirins. <laughs> and so. <laughs> And so there's a girl who's listening to this show, on ta- and then she switches over. She puts in a tape of Total Clips of the Heart. Yeah. Which is a song I have to love, by the way. It's a great song. Yeah. Love it. Unironically. Ever since the... What movie had it in where they had the band live singing it? Uh, it was one of the Todd Phillips movies. It was the Dan Band playing it. Yeah, it was Dan Band. Yeah. I Ever since I've heard that, though, I can't not sing uh, the fuck in it. Like, <laughs> sing it. Was that yeah. old school? Yeah, it was yeah, it was old school because it was yeah. Will Ferrell's wedding or something. Yeah, uh, at the gas, she goes to the gas station. It's a dollar fourteen for gas. I wrote that down as well. <laughs> and then there's um, stuttering John from the Howard Stern show. Yeah. Not really, um, uh, she like, correctly assumes that a man with a stutter will most likely rape her. Yeah, jeez, this woman is horrible. <laughs> this woman, in general, not kind to people who are like kind of different in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, he's weird. Yeah. He's probably a serial killer. Right. Yeah, very much so. If he if he's an older like ugly man, but it's sort of the um, <laughs> it's the uh, urban legend kind of in, in real form. Hence the title of the movie, where it's like he's like, oh, there's something wrong with your car. Come inside. Okay, so quick question. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll let you finish. Okay, yeah. explain. So the she urban she comes inside. You know, he's trying to get her inside because there's an axe maniac in the back of her car, but she. Runs away because she's like afraid of the attendant. Stutter, right? Uh, I should I should leave immediately. Yeah. So okay. So the killer's plan. Yes. So in order to make this urban legend come to fruition, was to hide in her back seat until she stopped for gas, and then reveal his or her location (laughs) in the back seat. For the attendant to see... No, no, the, the attendant just notices... The, I know, but... But that's part of the be, urban legend. That's the thing. Yeah. It's part of the urban legend. So, in order for it to, like, work out as an actual urban legend, because this killer very specifically sticks to these urban legends, as we find later in the movie... Well, yeah. <laughs> she has to count on... I'm just going to say she, because it's easier. Oh. Uh, the attendant... But that's part of the twisty-twistness. <laughs> We're going to reveal the end of the movie. And yeah. They should have seen it by now. I mean, true, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. So she presupposes that this, well, this vain bitch of a woman 
has to assume that everybody walking down the street wants to rape her. I guess that wasn't that hard to put together in this plan, but, you know... Yeah. It just it, seems very likely that she could have gotten inside and... Well, there's a thousand ways it goes wrong. From yeah. Me. Okay, even <laughs> like... a terrible okay, plan. Like, if it's just you're going to get in the backseat of the car and when she stops, you're going to chop her fucking head off mm-hmm. with an axe. Like, that's easy enough to execute. It's also not an urban legend. Okay. Right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming it was <laughs> based on the... What if she gave her the, from the toilet seat? That'd be pretty good, yeah. too. <laughs> that's, Yeah. Or at a movie theater, people leave needles in needles the seats. Needles in the seats. <laughs> Angry yeah. gay guys who right. have AIDS. Yeah, or like, or she got like a big horse in a contraption like Catherine the Great, you know? That, it's like, that one's just That's facts. one of my favorite urban legends. No, that one's just fact. It, I read it true. on the internet. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't trust the stutter guy, goes back to the car, axe murder back there, kills him with an axe, which is not a good close quarters weapon. No, not, not at all. Weapon for I actually inside. wrote down, like, how hard would it be to actually swing an axe full swing in the backseat of the car? Well, you'd have to like practice a lot. Yeah. They mentioned in, like, the uh, trivia for this movie, too, they had to get a bigger SUV. Yeah, they got it a was Land like, Rover. the biggest one at the time. And they had to bump it up to the, oh, the giant funny. Ford thing. The Ford Explorer. So yeah, like, they said it was the biggest one at the time. Yeah. So you have these college students driving giant trucks. Uh huh. But also, it was the accommodate. only one that could fix it. Fit an accent inside. Yeah. Um, it so, was absurd. Yeah. yeah then we, we cut back to um, Terry Reed at the studio, and her radio show at college has a producer. Yeah. Who yes. had basically, like, he had a shirt on, I guess, technically. <laughs> right. But it was not buttoned at all, it and just had swirls all over it's it. Clear, it's clear, it is raining outside, and it is nighttime, and he's dressed for the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and not just, like, the beach, like, you know, like, if you live here and you go to the beach, like, it was, like... In, like, a beach town type of beach. <laughs> yeah. like, he, like, he was in Jamaica or hey, it's something. It's the 90s, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude, producer, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Super cool dude. She, uh... Yeah, Bronco. She, she uh, mock-flates her microphone. Yeah, she yeah. did. It's kind of sexy move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what people are into these Yeah, days. you want from your, uh... On-air radio person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... That's when they go to the cafeteria, which is like kind of the main cast, right? Well, wait, real okay. quick, Dan, like because you were an on-air radio personality in college. I was. Is this kind of what your show was like? Um, the studio is way too big, and she has a producer. Like she has Roz. Like I never had a Roz. Were you by yourself most of the time? Did you take calls and like answer people's sex questions? Uh, no, I played... What was your, what was your, um, block? Where was your block set? Well, no, I had... Well, I it was had, like a really, uh... Well, no, I had, I had a... No, I had a good show. I Did you? Tuesday nights I had from 8 to 10. Oh, okay. Which was like the oh. good one. Yeah. And that was my punk rock show, right? Nice. Just, you know, play the Dead Kennedys or whatever. But then, at, like, I also had the graveyard shift a few times. Yeah. Like 2 to 6 a.m. Yeah. Not a lot going on. <laughs> Did you ever fillet a microphone? No, what I would do though is we only had some songs. A lot of it was still on CDs, and then we had some MP3s. And what I do is, if I had to take a dump, I would get a full song, like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. I think it was a cover or something that was pretty long. It was like I had like a half good half hour or so of music that I would put on the computer. So, so you could take a thirty minute shit. Well, I was drinking coffee on that to stay up, <laughs> and then I remember one time I was. Like, but why? Give the bathroom. You need a half hour. Well, block. not necessarily. You want to give yourself a little. You give yourself time. a little leeway. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, uh, I ran over one time, or like maybe they fucked up or something, 
and I had to like run. Like, I was in the hallway, and you know, it's like the end of that tool like, song. And I was like, you know, and, like that's what every tool song sounds like. And I remember it ending, and like, oh shit, and, like running down the hallway. <laughs> Did you still have a poopy butt? No, no, I was in the hallway already. Oh, okay. I, I don't do that for any radio station. You know, there was some dude who was listening who was like, oh, guess well, they cut out. Four seconds a day yeah. here. I'm turning this shit yeah. off. Unacceptable this college, college radio, radio station. So we uh, meet the gang at a, a cool coffee house, which was kind of the set for like any 90s phoned in script. Yeah, Gutner wasn't there. No. I'm dropping the 90s references, dude. <laughs> It's a very 90s movie. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's I was, the yeah, most 90s thing. Probably, like, as we talk about the time period, we'll talk about it now, too. Like, it's kind of, it's 98. It's, like, kind of near the end of what we consider the 90s. Like, it's, um, it's not sort of the high 90s, which is, like, all the hip-hop and the grunge and stuff. But it's, like, this is right around when The Simpsons got bad. It still had a little of the grunge era. It, it, it did. Like, no, I mean, there still, was still, like... It's still informed by the 90s, but it's right when things started to turn. Girls wearing, like, faux army coats and shit like that. Yeah, I mean... It was definitely turning to the early 2000s style. It's early aughts, yeah, yeah. Like... It, well, it's, like... like super bright colors. It's yeah. around then that Metallica put out bad albums. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, which, like... Always. Which was like the myself. biggest... Yeah. Well, it <laughs> doesn't matter because they were the biggest band in the world when I was in high school. And they got two albums that were really bad. <laughs> right around this time. And they started suing people from Napster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they're reading about this girl who was murdered. Yeah. And... Um, there was like another murder at the school. There was some massacre. Like yeah, there was 10 years prior or something. 25 years. 25, oh yeah. Yeah, and the, okay, this is kind of the thing too where it's like a big part of this movie is like this is the safest campus in the country. But there was a murder here 25 years ago that no one... I'm like, how could you keep... But nobody remembers. It's like, 25 years is not that long ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, because like, this movie came out, like, 20 years ago, and I remember that. Right. People wouldn't forget a, like, in a deranged professor going and murdering six students. Right. Like, I, that, that's not shit that just yeah, washes by Yeah, I guess it makes more sense side. if you, like, think about it as a teenager watching the movie. Like, what, 25 years? Oh, wow. That's, like, a really long time That's ago. crazy long. <laughs> yeah. That's longer than I've been alive by 10 years. Yeah. So they had to write Natalie's terrible roommate, and... Oh, yeah. They're, like... <laughs> so she, Natalie. Yeah. Played by the beautiful Alicia Witt. She's, uh... Her roommate's a real fan of The Crow. Yeah, she's, uh... She's a <laughs> quote-unquote goth, goth girl. But she, she brought her own wrought iron um, headboard <laughs> yes, to school yeah. and painted to be fucked under. Yeah, and painted their room black. It's amazing. She's played by the girl from Halloween 4. Yeah. Oh, is that who that yeah. is? Oh, okay. And it's one of the several, I think, L7 posters that are in the movies in her room. <laughs> and she, but she lit for a goth. She listens to surprisingly mainstream music. She's listening to, at this point, uh, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And around she's just stabbing westward. She's a she's a total poser. I just think no. Usually you get into that stuff in high school as a goth. Then by college you're into like What's goth that? metal, like get more into typo negative. I felt like uh, they were trying to write like the stereotypes of like high school drama. Yeah, but they just these carry kids them act into like they're in high school. They all do. They all have very yeah. high school mentality. Uh, did you see them at the coffee shop? That wouldn't happen in high school, guys. Yeah, 
I don't know. I didn't no. go to many coffee shops in college. I mostly went and drank. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't think... Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm just saying, I went to more co- coffee shops as a high school. Actually, yeah. I would hang out at a coffee house way more often in high school than college. Yeah. Do you think this could have been a high school script at one time? Maybe. Because, like, to, it, again, to rip off the There's a lot that happens about the dorm room and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. That would be a hard... Yeah, that would be a hard, uh, yeah. hard switch. So then we also were introduced to the urban legend classroom. Uh, with college professor... Robert England. <laughs> Mr. Freddy Krueger You know, himself. when I see Robert England, I think that guy looks like a professor. He looks know. scholarly to me. I wrote down, yeah, baby, here. I don't know why. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Austin Powers kind of thing. It's around the same time. He's described... So... Oh, yeah, he did make the Austin They have an intense... They have an intense... Oh, that's what it was? It, it was, was, yeah. It was, it was in the power. class when uh, when Robert England calls her up on stage to be the volunteer. She stands that's up and walks right. up and Pacey just goes, yeah, uh, yeah, baby. Ah, and it was like, oh, God. Oh, God, 90s. Get in my belly! And this is a class at their, like, seemingly... I don't know about Ivy League, but definitely well, more prestigious yeah, college. Yeah, it's the University private, of Toronto, yeah. Yeah. which is the Harvard of the North. Okay. As um, we all know. Yeah. yeah. UT. Yeah. This is a class where they learn about urban legends. Well, I think it has some other name because they, they seem surprised. But it's not were... like, they're not delving into like, you know, okay, well, let's talk about urban legends in literature or urban legends in, in cultures. He's like literally just... He's just giving them, them trivia about the basics. Yeah. He's like, but, if you say Bloody Mary into a yeah. mirror five times, but, you will be haunted. But it's fake because well, of this. Like, dog. No, he's talking about some of like, the cultural impact where he's like, explaining, like, oh, I, you know, it's like the message behind, like, the, you know, the guy, the hook on the door and shit. It's like, oh, don't have premarital sex. Oh, yeah, he does. Okay, does you're right. Yeah, he does but, touch on some Although, such first things, thing he does yes. is he's like, oh, you have some Pop Rocks. Here, have some. Delicious Pepsi. Can I can I point out that uh, Rebecca Gayhart helpfully describes Pop Rocks as he asks her, like, do you know what these are? And she's like, Pop Rocks. They crackle in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I also I read the trivia that she had so many Pop Rocks, like she like her mouth started to hurt after a while. That makes because sense. they had to do a few takes. Yeah. Um. What else did I know? And then. Well, and then Pacey comes up there, and he pretends to, you know, have a seizure or something. So, like, these students are roughly 12 years old in this (laughs) scene, right? I mean, it definitely feels more like a high school movie. Like... If That's these not were how real college, college students kids, conduct themselves. They would have all been bored and like doodling in their notebooks. No, I mean, he's yeah, a really they good teacher. Had, he's a really good teacher. They weren't showing but him they were any like sense of mocking respect. him. Yeah. yeah, like they were openly mocking him. Yes. And like but they were somehow also riveted by what he was saying. It was a really weird it's like It's very they weird. Created. And it's like I think I, if I was in an urban lecture class being taught by Robert England, I think I would have kind of the same. But he's not Robert England in the movie. He's Professor Wexler. No, he, he's... Who's a, just kind of some dickbag who talks yeah. about weird shit in class. I don't know. I would ask him about Freddy Krueger movies. I'd be like, what was it like? I remember... Did you also notice that that classroom was like... Less than a third filled? Yeah. Like, they would not give him it's a, a giant auditorium it's a for a 30-person class. Well, sometimes I had classes that were kind of like that in college. I'll allow it. 
They also make a reference guess. to the live commercial Mikey Likes It, which is yeah. way older than the people in the movie would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they wouldn't remember that. Yeah, they wouldn't remember that. Where are those commercials from? I don't remember. I meant to look it up. Like oh. the 60s, I think? Yeah. Well, based on the Early fact that 70s? he shows a picture of Mikey in class, Mikey is like a grown-ass man, yeah. like probably like 40 years old, yeah. so... Yeah, they said he said he's like forty so years writers, old. He's an advertising at Zach and Yeah, so, so the writers were like aware of the. So like, that means those commercials would have been like early sixties. I don't think they're because if he old. was like well, six or seven years old. Hold on. No, no, no! Don't look it up. Okay. That's bad pot. Bad pot. Okay. Edit in later, maybe. The little Mikey ad campaign started in nineteen seventy two and it ran for twelve years. So you know they might have seen it. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, we're introduced to the Krusty Dean. Can I point out, oh, too, sure. that, and I don't know when we're um, introduced to the Dean exactly, but um, there's a, the <laughs> this instance where Natalie's back in her uh, room with her roommate and finds her roommate's lithium, and it's like this real judgmental moment from Natalie when oh, she yeah. hands her, and it's like, I oh, right, yours. because... People with mental health issues are Deserve your awful. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a theme that continues throughout oh, the movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the message of the film. Yes. Um, and it... it turns out... Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. And it turns out, we find out here, when she's in her room, that uh, she takes down her yearbooks. She lied about being friends with the girl who was murdered. Yes. Like at the like finding out that she was murdered in front of her friends and reacts like she's like some stranger. That is next level crazy. Uh-huh. Perhaps she should be the one on psychotropic drugs. Could be. <laughs> also, okay, wait, real quick. I wrote down during the because it cut back to them after the class. It cut back to them in the coffee shop talking about this girl again. Yeah. Right? Before yeah. she went back to the. In, on the news, it says that this girl was last seen at this gas station, and the gas station attendant dude is missing now. But, like, who saw her at that gas station? Because it was her and the killer and the gas station guy. Right! So who fucking saw... No, she wasn't last seen there. She was last seen wherever, wherever she, she left, left from, from. Before she sang and Nobody would know she was at that gas station. He never ran her credit maybe card they, to pay for the gas. Maybe they... Looked at the tape and they figured out how far along in the song it was and where she must have been when she popped it in or something. I don't know. I'm not a forensic. No, I know. It's just little things like that. It's like don't insult me. Um, Do you know they have the internet in the '90s? Because her roommate uh, is certainly using it. Yes, she is. Meet boys. Looking for goth guys on lithium. Yep. Yep. And in like chat rooms that just pop up on her goth websites. Yeah. Her screen name was awesome. It was Gloom for You. It was <laughs> That's amazing. Good. That's good. I do like to. So then, like Pacey, like he makes a joke about the girl with her head cut off and giving great head. He's like, actually, no, I'm a really sensitive guy. And he takes uh, Alicia Witt out and to like make out point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that he had a piece of shit car. That felt very real to actually yeah. being in college. Yeah, or high I school. had a piece of shit car. Yeah. Um, and when he starts up, you hear the Dawson's theme for a second or two, and he's like, yep. oh, I hate that song. That was, yeah. That was one of those things. Okay, so this movie was also, like, it was trying to capture that element of Scream, where it was, like, 
Fourth subtly tongue in cheek, but yeah. it, like so Scream was very subtle though. Like, yeah, it, it was only fourth wall breaking if you knew what wall it was breaking. I guess yes. is an easy way to say it. Whereas this was way more heavy handed. Right? Yeah, like this is like everyone knows this guy's on Dawson's Creek. Right, and you know everyone knows that Rebecca Gayhart was in an Eczema commercial. Right. You know, but like you had to kind of be a little bit savvier watching Screen, like as far as like. Like the the horror movie references, they were, they or like the like, pop culture references. They were like, oh, yeah. we're a real party of five now. Right. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was last summer or whatever. But yeah, the fact remains. Yeah, I think Nev Campbell was on Party of Five, wasn't she? she? I don't know. I didn't watch any of those shows. I don't know. Uh, he's trying to trick her into having sex. Yes, he is. is. Pretty funny. He had. Uh, I noticed that right before he got out of the car, he definitely had rape in his eyes. <laughs> And uh, the only thing I could think is what would Coach Bombay think from the Mighty Dogs. <laughs> He'd be so disappointed in him. Yeah, it's also like, I mean, okay, never owe anyone's... What, why did, would she go in the woods with this guy? Like, did she, what did she think his motives were? You're not wrong. Because, yes, he was like, I just want to talk. What, like why? Well, why yeah, would they go to the Why woods are they in this talk? like secluded area in the woods? Yeah, I know on. why I would go to secluded area in the woods to trick a girl into having sex. <laughs> and I mean, in his defense, he did stop after like. Oh yeah, yeah. She punched him in the face. You know what though? When they ran into him earlier in the movie, when he was like sneaking up on them in the quad, and he had a flashlight on him. Don't tell me he was walking around the, on the quad. With a flashlight, not looking for, like, a girl who passed out drunk. <laughs> that was his mission that night. He also had that sweet, like, late 90s, early 2000s blonde hair. Right. Oh, yeah. Which, like, he looked like... Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. My hair, I believe, was blonde at this time. Or maybe dyed red. Mm. <laughs> Don't go for Woods Drives with Dan, ladies. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I had the, I had the, no, Dan's a the nice parted down the middle, shaved underneath, you know. Yeah. Look. Uh, the killer is wearing a, a parka or an Eskimo coat, as I call it. And, <laughs> um, and the most menacing of all winter wear. So, like, also in the IMDb trivia, originally the movie was set in the winter, and they're like, uh, be kind of, it's kind of warm, actually, so it won't be. But they're like, well, let's just keep the guy wearing yeah, we don't want to have to a winter coat. Design a new costume. So the guy was, I was just like, oh, are they like really hot right now? Yeah. Like, it, it, it looks like sweater weather maybe. But. Yeah. Well, it, it's constantly damp outside in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like it's always finished raining. So all I could think about is that like humid, damp, like you stick your arm in that coat and it's all wet. Yeah. It's yeah it's it, it, it a real icky feeling. Especially if you do a little running or something. Well, in the, because they or have to have. the body up. You know. Right. Because, you know, for suspense reasons, they have to have, like, red herrings throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people have this exact coat. Yeah. And funny. I remember thinking when I saw this movie, like, when, you know, it came out to rent back in 1998. Um, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I guess in that area, a lot of people wear that kind of coat. Because <laughs> I was like... A dumb thought I had. <laughs> because I, like, didn't realize that it's like, no... This was the writers, like, jumping through hoops, you I know. Actually, I saw this in the theater, I believe, on opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't cop to that. <laughs> well, no, it's actually... I, I mean, I've seen worse movies on opening oh, weekend. Oh, I, I... Well, I used to see every horror movie until this one, really. And I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> be a little more selective with uh, 
my purchasing dollars. <laughs> what came out first, this or I know what you did last summer? I uh, believe I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer was freshman year. This is sophomore okay. year. This is September 26th, uh, 1998, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I was like 13, so I was yeah. in like, what, like 8th grade, 7th grade, something like that? Yeah. Pacey gets off in the woods. He gets hung yeah. and he's... And like, Natalie is like accessory to his murder, basically. Yeah. Because Natalie is the fucking worst. <laughs> we get through this movie. She is the worst. And, um... She panics and is like hitting the gas. Yeah. But the the killer has in seconds like erected this yeah, like uh, elaborate noose pulley system. Yeah, it's like a mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. Crazy is getting me a level shape. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's like the noose is hooked up to the bumper, but then his like feet are like dangling on the yeah. top of the car. It's very uh, It's hours of work. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's hours of work to do that. Yeah. Yeah. To guess that like maybe they'll be That's history. the other thing. How could she know? <laughs> well, also, you're they like talking, like they like, could set up an advance. About, like, if you want to like really rip it apart, it's very it's super easy or even easier because that's like a hundred pound girl, right? Who has to lift a let's call him a hundred and eighty pound Joshua Jackson, mm-hmm. like into a noose on top of a car, <laughs> and then hanging from a tree. Hey, do you think? Okay, better question though. Like, like, do you think she took the puffy coat off to do that? I mean, I'm guessing no, because otherwise she would have been identified. There could have been a witness. Yeah, yeah. maybe there was a witness. She's like, okay, she's passed out. I'm gonna take this off real quick. Well, like, okay, but that see that goes into the like more questions though. It raises more questions yeah. than oh, it answers. Because how long was Natalie in the car waiting for Percy Pacey to go take a piss? Oh yeah, that's right. She, yeah, because he's just like, all right, before we go, I gotta that's go right. take a piss. Yeah, for and then like gets out of seconds. Like, like also having peed outside in the woods before, you step out of you you would step out of your car, turn away from face, facing away from your passenger. And pee, you wouldn't take a like two mile jaunt into the woods yeah. to find just the right spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that pretty much. Yeah. It seems like she could have phoned these in a little more, I yeah, guess. So there's a campus cop, uh, and she's watching the movie Coffee, which yeah. is a much better film than this one. <laughs> awesome one of my movie. favorite movies. She goes, Homegirl goes back to the scene of crime. Yeah, um, so no one believes her, basically. Yeah, there's a can of Stroh's on the ground. Stroh's. Yeah. <laughs> Another product placement. And the, like, the, her friend, uh, Rebecca Gayhart picks up. She's like, oh, really? Like, she hallucinated. Like, drinking a few cans of Stroh's. No, the would... cop picked it up. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And, there, and here's the excuse. Pacey uses mannequins for pranks all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was So, like... This is a little PSA for the viewers of this film. Don't use mannequins for pranks, because if you're murdered, no one will believe it. That line was great. He's like, he uses mannequins for pranks all the time. And, you know, he's got this, like, life-size blow-up doll. He's like, well, you don't want to know what he uses that for. Yeah. And he's like, he fucks it. I can only it. assume. Like, he fucks it. That's what he uses it for. That's what it's for. Then Natalie is... Oh, responsible oh, for yet oh, another hey, murder. I'm a beer. Maybe I'll start hallucinating and imagine. Yeah, be careful. That witness gets brutally murdered. Right. Be careful, <laughs> Natalie's roommate is murdered basically because she went to sleep with a full face of makeup. <laughs> she well, she meets up with some guy, she, or so she thinks. Yeah. Ooh. But then, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, it's it's one of those it's coming from inside the house kind of things. Cause she's like, she's like, oh, where, are you, where, what dorm room are you in? And he's like, I'm in your room. 
<laughs> so was she like? <laughs> well, she was getting ready to go fuck. Okay, like, but yeah. okay, right, right, right. But okay, was the murderer like hiding out in the closet with like a laptop and like an Ethernet cable? But like, there was, <laughs> where would you even get Ethernet then? Maybe from a, an adjoining you room. To a cell phone. I remember it was a plot of a Law and, Law and Order episode. A, another, I mean, this is like the cleverest murderer. Also, there was like a, there was, after she like, her appeal to the internet was just, hey, any goth guys on campus want to like. She doesn't see this It guy. was like, want to fuck or something. Yeah. She doesn't know what he looks like. And then, well, she but she, it's not name. even she was going to meet him. She's like, okay, t- let me know where you are. And then she, like, goes up and, like, goes to gets put, her like, black bag of makeup. Yeah. Goes to the communal bathroom to, like, goth slut it up. Yeah. And then comes back and is like, I'm in your room. Yeah. Yeah, and Natalie's already been admonished for turning the lights on when she was While she was fucking. Yeah. So she, like, And all she knows about this guy is he's also into lithium. Yeah. So, which is what the goth, the goth chicks look for, generally. Actually, that's in my dating yeah. profile. Yeah. I'm only into people who take lithium. And Not for, like, psychological <laughs> disorders, but just for, like, shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, this, like, we, we, we're talking about this. I mean, it is kind of unbelievable. It's not the least believable part of the movie. No, but not by a long shot. <laughs> so Natalie, like, it's like, oh, uh, don't want to hear you, see you doing it again. So she, like, just turns the lights out while her friends being, well, roommate, not friends, they don't like each other, is being brutally murdered. Yeah, but don't worry. The next day there are students to make light of the murder that's just <laughs> but, occurred. But I did like, too, when she wakes up the next day and the, it's written in blood on the wall. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on Yeah. The Which I actually noticed there was, because there was a scene in between here that was pretty much throwaway where Natalie was at the library and she runs into Tara Reid, which is the most unbelievable part <laughs> of this movie. But beyond that, like, they're, they're looking through this old like encyclopedia of urban yeah. legends which i don't think exists but yeah, maybe it does couple. yeah i've got one so like and one of the pages they were flipping through had the if uh, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights thing yeah which i've never even heard of that urban legend yeah. it's a weird weird thing but there's I mean, a fair lot enough. of them but i thought that was one of the like effective sort of things in the movie uh, and then they, on campus, they're like, like the dean's like, yeah, well, she definitely killed herself. Right. It turns out that this college is actually Disneyland. Right. <laughs> like, so they go, oh, yeah, child molester murdered a kid. Uh, no, they, they, they uh, happened somewhere else. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, here. Probably calls, references Kurt Cobain, perhaps. The, the child molester was, it was in self-defense. <laughs> And Natalie's saw, witnessed two murders, and she's keeping it together pretty well for someone who's, who's just told, like, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Like, usually in a movie, like, then there's a whole thing where people think they're crazy or something. Right. It's just like, no, oh. I saw two murders. They're like, okay. no, you didn't. She's like, oh, okay. I guess <laughs> you I didn't. know? And uh, Jared Leto is the, the campus yellow journalist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what a scoop. It's like, tell me what happened. Can you tell me? So I have to ask you some questions. <laughs> It's not yeah. about time. It's not about if he time. Was pl- if he was a girl, Jean-Claude Van Damme would love him. <laughs> it's like, gotta get his story. <laughs> so it's around this time that we find out uh, the backstory of Michelle and Natalie's friendship, which Michelle is just getting more and more charming by the minute. <laughs> As it turns out, she killed a guy, basically. Yeah, they were doing... A, Wait, 
Michelle was the first chick yes. who died in the car, right? Yes. Okay. That Did Natalie you... lied about being friends with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were driving along, and that Michelle girl was like, let's do the gang high beam initiation thing. Yeah. Which they explained in the movie is you drive around with no high beam, no lights on, and then when someone flashes their brights, you follow them and try to run them off the road. And, or, and they were doing this, and the guy, you know, hit some ice or whatever and died. So then they stopped being friends. Yeah. Right. This ties in Also, later. wait, one thing I just remembered about that was she's like, I guess he was like our age because she's talking to her friends. Yeah. Or Jared Leto or somebody. She's like, he was about our age. That guy was clearly like 35. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he looked so he old. Was, he was not their age, whatever it was supposed to well, be. Well, and then when we find out, you know, the, the twist at the end, it makes it even funnier that, yeah. that she's like, she's like has this boyfriend who's like, you know. This 35-year-old was probably dating a 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> We're introduced to creepy Janet around here. Also- so wait, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, there's this creepy janitor, Which who it turns out was actually the sole survivor of this like massacre on campus. I Robert no, that was no, Robert England. Robert England was. Oh. The janitor worked there at the time. No. Yeah. That, oh, I thought so I thought it was the janitor, no, no, no. and I was like, why does this janitor choose to live in this purgatory? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Robert England. Oh, yeah, the well, that's just weren't there. Yeah, and so, so they suspect him, and they, so they go to Professor Wexler's office, and he has a giant fucking closet. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and full of a, murder paraphernalia. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and other scary shit. Yeah, I think there was a Freddy doll or something. In yeah, there, yeah, in the background is, there. So there apparently worked twenty four hours a day. One security guard. <laughs> Is, yeah. work, is being coaxed by this dean into like looking the other way on these like you know two Grizzly murders. murders. Because <laughs> <laughs> now she's starting to get a she's starting to get a little suspicious. Her inner Pam Greer is speaking to her, yeah. and she's she's uh, wondering about the boy who's been missing, and he says she's probably just shacked up with some girl or farm animal. Weren't you ever eighteen? <laughs> is that a Stereotypical eighteen-year-old thing to do. Her response was great. Shacked up with a farm animal. I wasn't that (laughs) eighteen. What a weird line. Yeah, dude. There's a fake out at the pool where Natalie like sees someone coming into the pool in a parka. Yeah, (laughs) turns out just a sexy lady in a bathing suit underneath it. Yeah, like like you know how you do like when you go to the pool like at the gym. Yeah, Yeah. you put your full winter coat on over your bathing suit (laughs) and you walk into the like. The the steamy pool room, yeah. like that they keep warm for an indoor pool, right. yeah. And then then you remove your jacket. Like <laughs> I like to change in the locker room. Well, I mean, you guys know we've been to the beach together. Like you know, I wear like a, a full snowsuit <laughs> before we get to yeah. the beach, and then once we're on the sand, I thought the snowshoes were a little unnecessary, but they you got around the sand. Yeah, no, well. it yeah. Pretty well. The rest of us were burning our feet, so. Yeah. <laughs> And, and she tries to break the window, which is yeah. really great there. Yeah. Then there's a flashback um, to when she explains the story to her friend. Yeah, I kind of... And I like that she has a perm and uh, overalls in the flashback. Oh, okay. I forget. I wrote that down. They end up at this kegger. Oh, and another point real quick. The Dean gets killed here, too. With that oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The Achilles tendon. The Achilles tendon was, hiding under a car and slashing the yeah. attendant. That like, was actually going to be in my running for, like, the best death of the movie until a death later. But, like, yeah. but that was awesome because she slices his Achilles. He, like, hobbles <laughs> to the ground and is, like, trying to crawl away. 
And then he makes she just it as puts far the car, as she puts the, be- the, the high beams on and puts the car in neutral and just rolls it at him. <laughs> and it just so <laughs> happens that, like, him. at the exact moment where he gets run over, he flips over and there just happens to be those tire shredding yeah. spikes. Severe tire damage, yeah. And the pan up to severe tire damage was just beautiful. That was pretty good. Yeah. I also put out the car clearly did not have the clearance for anyone to be underneath it. No. no not at all. <laughs> Why didn't they give him a giant truck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, he had to drive like a Mercedes or some shit. Right. So they're having a party. Yeah. Um, playing a little cherry pop and daddies. Yeah. <laughs> it's unclear whether or not it's... It's a costume party. party. Yeah. yeah. Brian's at the orchestra. No, no, no. That's a cherry pop and daddies. That's a zoot suit riot. Yeah. Riot! Oh, like a bottle of beer. Yeah, yeah I not wrote down confused. swing music, but yeah, yeah okay. no, not to be confused with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. There was also some weird, like, uh, like proto hipster dude there talking about the art installation. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I wanted to punch that guy in the face for all the people there. He's talking about. He also talks about how like something like the de- like he's like DJing and he's like, oh, you know, that's really a. Uh, Girl screaming. That's from a nine yeah. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. like, dude, this is so much less effective than when Prince seduced Apollonia, you know, <laughs> playing the girl crying backwards. You know, so much less effective. Well, again, they're they're trying to like drop cool thing, you know, like cool trivia yeah. and stuff into the into the plot, and it. Just you know, it fell what, really flat. I yeah. think what would have worked better there, rather than it being like, "Oh, that's a girl getting murdered," like getting murdered, like just like make it the fucking Wilhelm screamer ah! or something. And, like yeah. that's a cool trivia fact. Uh-huh. That maybe not enough people know. Yes, the dean also up until this point has been very much like the uh, mayor in Jaws, where he's like, "No, this week has to go off without a hitch." <laughs> and he told uh, he told the black security guard, he's like, "Do not call the cops for anything." No reason. <laughs> Under no circumstances. I don't care how many like how many campus rapes there are. <laughs> Not interesting. We'll deal with the fallout on Monday. So, yeah, then the um, uh, the killer calls up uh, Parker, who we haven't really talked about, but he's been part of the gang. He's yeah, he's he's Lex Luthor from Smallville. Okay, uh, which is how I referred to him in all of my notes, but he's like. <laughs> He's there at the very beginning at the coffee house, and then he's just kind of absent for like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, and then he shows back up at this party. Yeah, he's hosting the party. Yeah. And he thinks it's the killer in the house, the urban legend, but mm-hmm. it's actually the urban legend where the lady put her dog in a microwave and dry it off. That's the only upsetting death in this whole movie. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That the little dog. It was dog. unnecessary. Yeah. Also, you've, there was part, before that happens, there's a scene where he yells at, Jared Leto like says like, Parker, maybe we should like end the party early. There's a killer, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, blah, blah. you're just trying to. You're probably the killer. You're just trying to stir up shit for your your oh, journalism yeah. career." Oh yeah, and he like yeah. mo- he like mocks him in front of the whole party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also like around here too, Brenda uh, Rebecca Gayhart sees Natalie making out with Jared Leto. Yeah, Natalie is the fucking worst. Yeah, she. Has never indicated any interest in Jared Leto. She's actually like quite the opposite. Made it clear that she did not yeah, like him. Not into him but at all. Yeah, brings them all together. And then the killer kills uh, Parker with uh, pop rocks and Coke or Pepsi. No, it wasn't Pepsi. It was Drano, which is not canon. That's not really an urban no, legend. No, but it was effective from what <laughs> well, I saw. Yeah, but that's not an urban legend. I mean, he started like canon. foaming blue not shit, canon. but it was still awesome. Not 
She also tied him to a toilet and shoved a uh, uh, a funnel like like a beer bog yeah. down his throat to get the I pop feel rocks like I, and Drano down yeah, there. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what um purpose the pop rocks really served. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to make it a German lunch, but it's not canon. Yeah. Right, because it's not canon. Pepsi. Yeah. Not canon. Not canon. Or Coke. So, and then, uh, so Tara Reed's a radio show comes out at the party. Yeah. And she's being chased by the axe murderer. But she has, like, a wireless headset, apparently. Yeah. With, well, like, a lot of range. But the hipster, yeah, I wrote that down, too. Because, like... In our modern times, if I go downstairs to myself, well, my Bluetooth speaker cuts out, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy, the, the hipster guy from earlier, is yeah. like, oh, this is like a great performance art piece. Like, he would, like, he would yeah, just... Yeah, because ass- Natalie or one of them is like, oh my god, she's being murdered. And he's like, no, no, this is just a beautiful uh, art piece. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's just portraying being murdered. It's like, you're a dick. Yeah, and she's uh, being, she gets... Chased around, you know that famous urban legend about the person on the radio. Yeah, being chased around by an axe murderer. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows it. It's a tale as old as time. Really, this one is like really like ah, oh, really that urban stretch. legend. Stretch. Yeah. Anyway, so she gets killed. Yeah, I mean clearly. Uh, so then uh, Natalie, Rebecca Gayhart, and Jared Leto, they all get in his truck and they go to the gas station. And there's a Stroh sign at the gas station. <laughs> Stroh's. And they open the trunk, and there's uh, dead Robert Aiglitz. Like, yeah. Oh, he's the killer. They he's... assume that Jared Leto is the killer because he's gone into the gas station. He went station. into the gas station, presumably to get some delicious strobes. Yeah. Right. As anyone would. Yeah. And... Well, you know that urban legend about the college professor in your trunk. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's that one's real. That happened to my friend's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. On a real note, what was the urban legend that she was going for with that one? Because she, she with wasn't. Robert Englund, because, she wasn't. But she wasn't. they made it a point when she was talking. When she t- later on, she's like, "I've killed everyone with these urban legends," and it's like, I just don't see that one. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Because there was the scene where the um, the black security lady goes into Robert Englund's office and literally like. Has like a slip and fall take yeah. on his blood. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was funny. She was kind of fat, so it's funny <laughs> when people fall down. Um, yeah, it would be funny like if she removed his ribs so he could suck his own dick, like Marilyn Manson. Like, remember that was at the time, it was like, oh, he's he got his rib taken out. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or he had Or that his... he was Paul from the Wonder Years. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or he had to go to the hospital to get his stomach pumped, and they found, like, three gallons of cum. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that one. I heard that one about Britney I... Spears later, and it oh, was from... Oh, I heard from... about that one about Gavin Rossdale, but I heard it on, like, podcasts of people who are, like, more Gen Xers. Okay. And it was always about Rod Stewart when they were young. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've heard that, too. Yeah. 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 I remember the Britney Spears, and it was Britney Spears, and she had to get her stomach pumped from after she blew all of the dudes in NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, that's definitely real. <laughs> because yeah. that's how bodies work, too. But, yeah. You wouldn't just, like, vomit it out. Well, like, as someone who's never swallowed any semen, I guarantee I would want my stomach pumped <laughs> if someone were to, were to force it into me. So, yeah, so they think Jared Leto's the killer, so they run away. And then Natalie gets picked up by the creepy janitor. She's like, wait, he's got a parka. Is he the killer? He's certainly creepy. And he does start yelling at her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she starts yelling at him. Right. In fairness to the creepy janitor. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, she's trying to open the door while he's yeah. driving at, like, presumably at speed. Yeah. Down a highway. Yeah, and so yeah, she gets away from him, and she goes to the creepy dorm room. Well, no, 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 you skipped the part. They do the, um... Well, and they're, like, running through the woods, and, like, Natalie leaves Brenda in her dust at one time, too, before she gets in the car. When she's in the car with the the creepy janitor, the real killer shows up in Jared Leto's car. Yeah. And And she's doing the high beams thing. Yeah. That's right. So Natalie goes ahead and because they crash. Yeah, no, I didn't write down a lot of stuff. <laughs> they for this they movie. crash and uh, Natalie leaves the janitor for dead. So now she's like abandoned two people. Yeah. <laughs> After cavalierly just writing off two murders she witnessed. Her. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she runs to the dorm room where they're saying masquerade because she hears um, Brenda screaming. Yeah. So she goes up there, and there's like a tableau of bodies, like we've seen. Yeah. Well, it months. wasn't just their dorm room; it was the dorm room. No, it was the dorm room from the massacre. From the massacre. Right. Okay. And there's a tableau. It's, it's the it's, it's the obligatory, the obligatory yeah, like cropped bodies yeah, montage. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, look at it's all these people Secret. who died earlier in the movie. You yeah. See this in Scream, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth Part Four, just the movies we've done. There's yeah. a lot more. Like, <laughs> it's pretty cliche. It's a trope. And uh, her so, and then she uh, Rebecca, Rebecca does that. Uh, she does a scream for help thing, and then she gives the weakest punch in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. to her face, it like barely connects, and she's like, ugh. And then she shows her a slideshow. Yeah, she yeah. set up a projector. She's like, "This is my boyfriend." He was thirty-seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Natalie asks her why, and Brenda's. Rebecca Gayhart's line readings in the scene are fucking amazing. Dude, you can tell she had like a very like she was having a lot of fun with. She this. was. She like she's like a why why <laughs> she. Well, I mean, like, and after I've been like spending this whole movie hating Natalie, this was the part where I was actually like enjoying it. You know. Yeah. Well, like uh, she like. Like, especially because, like, she keeps getting casted. Like, she was, like, on 90210 for, like, a couple episodes. Yeah. And, like, sliders. Just, she's just, like, oh, you're some pretty girl on a teenage show. Yeah. So she, like, really had fun with Yeah, she It's, like, kind of fun did. to watch her yeah. do yeah. that. So, yeah, she said it happened right after graduation. I was, like, oh, she said, like, right after graduation they were going to get married. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. from what? High school? Yes. We were getting married that summer. Yeah. So he was going to marry this, like, 18-year-old girl? <laughs> I because like, it wasn't from college. You have to wonder what her parents thought. Yeah. Because he had his own, like, landscaping business. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then what I still wonder, too. They like, were probably happy he kicked it. Yeah. Mean, they what? dodged that bullet. They were, yeah. Why kill everyone else, too? That, okay, I wrote that same thing down. Like, I wrote down good revenge, but why kill all of like all of the secondary characters. Yeah. Like the dean had nothing to do with her killing her boyfriend. Because her heartbreak drove her to a homicidal madness. Clearly. Yes, but she seemed pretty in control. Like you have to have some semblance of she's control. She's a complete psychopath. No, I get that. Like she's definitely nuts. She like, tried therapy. No, yeah. Again, yeah. mental yeah. illness. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but she's explained she's gonna do the, the kidney theft one where yeah. she like cuts her kidneys out, leaves them in a tub full of ice. 
And then she starts like just like cutting her arm, like I don't know where the kidney is. <laughs> I never paid attention in anatomy. But by this point, the black security guard has figured things out. Also, she has a gun at this point. Yes, yeah. Which we see because she goes she- back to the security office and like opens this lockbox. And there's like a 45 pistol yeah. in there. And she, I love, okay, that was one of my favorite things in the movie. When she picks up the gun, she looks over at the wall and it's a Foxy Brown poster. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay, fuck yeah. I like where this is going. <laughs> so then uh, she, she shows up and she completely biffs it first. And Pam Gray would never do that. No. She would never fuck up a rescue like no. that. No. And she ends up getting shot. and uh, But then she has a second gun. Mm-hmm. And she... She shoots Brenda right before Brenda reveals that she put a virus in Elf Bowling. <laughs> on Christmas that year, the Lily, your entire hard drive. <laughs> and Brenda like goes out the window. And it's the first this is like a real this is like really unbelievable. It's a working class black woman killing a well to do white girl. <laughs> oh wait, there was Jared Leto stuff in there too. Yeah, he came oh, yeah. in and did a slow clap. Um Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. He comes in and he's like, Oh no, very good. Yeah, because she says, okay, it was also, like, yeah. super, like, Deus Ex Mach, like, she says, she's explaining to Natalie, like, I'm killing all these people, and then I'm gonna get, I don't remember Jared She was gonna make Paul. the, she was gonna Paul. make the, she was like, right, she's gonna end up Paul with Paul. And fall in love with me. And it was, she was gonna pin and it all on the professor somehow. And he'll write this story, and he'll win a Pulitzer, and I'm like, my thought, like, how does killing all these people make him fall in love with you? You know how a hot girl like that gets some dude in a college... To be interested in her, by him. by being a hot girl. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Wearing a low cut shirt. Yeah. <laughs> also, I did write down that she got hotter the crazier she got. I had the same thought, <laughs> which I think doesn't say anything good about me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, not at She's all. very attractive. Yes, I don't think she would have any problem. I didn't find her that attractive at the beginning of the movie. By the end of the movie, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, like I again, that like thing. what Dan just You're said. Hurt. I don't think that says anything positive about me. But yeah, no, it's not. Like she was definitely. She kind of becomes more interesting the by the end. Yeah. I think maybe she's a little bit vanilla earlier in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then right here too. So they're like, they tell the security guard, like, yeah, we'll, we're gonna go get help. Yeah, we're gonna leave you here bleeding to death. Like you've been shot. Both of us are gonna go drive to get help. Right. Well, we're going to leave this woman to bleed out in this abandoned building. Well, I mean, to their credit, she is just the help. Right. Yeah. Clearly. And then... Uh, well, they decide to drive off. And at this point in the movie, I'm rooting for Brenda like I'm watching a fucking Jason movie. <laughs> I want Brenda to kill these two so badly. Like, that would have been... That would have saved this movie for me. That would have, like, been the happiest ending. Because they're driving off. She's been shot out the window. They didn't check for a body? Right. Before they left? Right. Or check, at this point, check the back seat for an ex-murder. Right. right. It's come up a, it's come up a couple they of times. They know it's her M.O. Yeah. They yeah. literally know she's done that. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's an expert in the back seat. It turns out. Yeah. But Jared Leto, with his excellent peripheral vision, yeah. sees her in the rearview mirror, and they both duck just in time. Yeah. yeah. Just in time for her to, like, awkwardly try to raise the axe in this, like, Well, and she, like, hits Jared space. Leto with the flat side of the axe, Does like, she? in the side of the head. It just, like, kind of, while she was, like, recoiling it, it just yeah. kind of, like, bumps him in the head. Yeah. And the she ends up insane. She ends up going through the windshield and into, uh... 
the water because they're on a bridge over a lake. Yeah, and then bodies never found. And we see another group of college kids telling the story of what happened in this movie. And then guess who's there? Brenda. Brenda. With different hair. And she has a blue ribbon around her neck, which they say is a reference to an urban legend, but it's really a ghost story. You know, the one where it's like the guy marries the girl. It's like, oh, like... Never take the ribbon off my neck for any reason. Then he finally does one day, and her head falls off. It's a ghost. Oh, story. I don't it's know not that an urban one. Legend. I don't know it's like I don't a campfire story. Yeah, fair enough. Not an urban legend. Yeah, no. Then at the end of the credits, it turns out this movie was for Ben. <laughs> I didn't say that far. I'm not uh, gonna lie. Yeah, well, he missed out. It's for Ben. Um, also, okay, let's talk about that, like the urban legend versus ghost story. Like they got real, they played real fast and loose with well, what's yeah, a, yes, I mean, an urban legend versus the, like the, the Tara Reid one is really like that, that's not an urban yeah. legend, in any yeah, way, shape or form. Like, I feel like that's why they dropped the tidbit about the nine one one call scream to kind of tie it to like an urban legend, maybe. Yeah, yeah. they should have. She should have grabbed her in like one of those big buckets they got by forest fire, so they dumped her out a forest fire. You know, like <laughs> that scuba diver, supposedly. You've oh, heard that. I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. They they yeah. use these when they fight forest fires on the coast. They like use these giant helicopters with huge buckets. Like, buckets. And they go and dip into the ocean and then fly up and, like, just dump the bucket oh. in the forest fire. Yeah, but there was a scuba diver in there one there time. There was, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. Or she could have done the thing where you use a radar gun and, like, a, a missile locks onto her or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, too. So, we kind of established that given the time that this movie came out, it's it was this, the, like... Is this the first movie we've done in the Clinton administration? <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> Let's stop in here for a second. I'm a little parched from the jog. Oh, uh, sir, we've only been jogging for three blocks. No, we did Scream. Okay, that was, yeah. that was the second one, yeah. Yeah, there weren't very many good horror movies at this time because there wasn't much before or after Scream that is, like, very noteworthy because then there was this cash grab for, like, slick horror films with, like, starring young... young 20 year olds yeah, yeah. A TV stars, yeah. 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 And so like, it, you know, and it kind of went away from like the '80s horror shtick, where it's like it was boobs well, and slashers. What kind of bothered me about this time period, being as someone who lived through it, was so uh, we like, all did. Well, no, I know, but like I was very actively engaged. Like I saw these movies at the theaters, right? Uh, you guys are a little younger, but like, um, so like these movies are like Urban Legend isn't much smarter than like Friday the Thirteenth Part Four or right. something. No. But they're like, okay, so it won't be like as gory as like right. movies, and it won't have like tits in it, right? And it's like, well, those are two things I kind of like about yeah. the thirteenth <laughs> movies. Like, Scream, well, if you're not going to write a good script, right? Because Scream is actually pretty gory, actually. Yes. Yeah. Whereas this one isn't. Like a lot of these movies, no, because they want they wanted to. Get the, it was just about ticket sales. Yeah, like, I yeah, actually just obviously. saw Scream again recently, like a week or so ago. Yeah, and it was like I, it was much more, even much more gory than I remember. It yeah. yeah. Well, some of that too is. Yeah, it's a straight up horror film. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. And on like DVD and stuff, a lot of times it's the not rated version now too. Yeah. Just which I've never seen. No, it's the think. one we've watched. Oh, really? Like it's a little less gory in the R rated version. Oh. Okay. Like his guts don't come out when he's like a oh. gore. Okay. In the regular R-rated. R-rated version, yes. But you're glad I know this shit. <laughs> so yeah, um, late '90s. Um, hey, the uh, 
Preston got his dick sucked by an intern. Right. That's you true. Know, that happened around then. Yeah, this is a savvier America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hadn't happened yet. Yeah. But that's lurking around the corner. Right. You know, and I was a sophomore in high school. I was in middle school. I was in middle school. Yeah. In 98, you know, 98 was 13. Uh, Should we get into the segments? Yeah, I mean, anything else to say about the era? Not really. The, I um, mean, we've kind it's of not a good time for horror, really. No, Scream kind of Scream kind of jump-started well, it, uh, it, it, this genre of horror. And yeah. even, like, I would say more so, like, kind of revitalized the industry, like, of horror movie. Oh, horror 100%. movie kind of been, like... Well, it is, it, it is at least good that these movies are financially successful, because, yeah. like... You know, five years after this, they're making, like, Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead yeah. remake, yeah. 28 Days Later. Like, there's definitely, like, an unbroken line to, like, horror becoming financially viable in a mainstream yeah. market again, yeah. you know? And this movie's part of that, for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this movie is, like, pretty much just a straight scream ripoff, except it's more, way more heavy-handed. It's nowhere near as subtle or clever. Yeah. Right. And it's about urban legends, you know? Which right. Scream was not about Scream was about movies. Right. <laughs> Completely different things. Very different. Um, the one thing I had was like, so now we all know that Jared Leto is very method. Do you guys think he like, <laughs> do you guys think he like went to college yeah, for a he, year he and went, worked he as a, a collegiate journalist? Yeah. yeah, he worked in a college newspaper and um, wrote, you know, skate. Do you think he like tried to date women who had like had some sort of like murder trauma in their Definitely. past? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now for the segments. Segments. Boom. Hottest titties. I said Pam Greer. Oh, yeah, that's a good answer. But Alicia Witt's got some nice boobs. Which, who's she? She's nasty. The redhead. Oh, okay. I wrote down her gothy roommate because you actually see her in her bra. Oh, yeah, her. no, she's got some nice boobs, and too. And she did have some nice boobies. You actually, you see him in, like, that weird, like, um... Corset thing Corset thing. Wears, yeah. yeah. Alicia would look a lot scene. better in Susselby Demented around okay. this time. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's not... She's a little bit dour in this movie. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, She's I, supposed to be, like, the girl next door or something. It has more to do with her in Susselby Demented, yeah. I think, is why... She's I've actually never seen more it. like I, I would say more than being like hot. She's very strikingly pretty. She has very striking features. Yeah, not so much in this movie, but some other pictures I saw of her. Mm-hmm. Best hair. I said Rebecca Gayhart. Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that blonde hair was just well. It's also like the blonde hair, like with the really dark roots. Yeah, and, like, it, it's like clearly terribly, like really poorly dyed. It, it's very much like it's very true to the time. Like it's oh, like this yeah. guy's going to see Dave this weekend. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you know, missing the puka shell necklace, but otherwise, yeah, like, other than that, pretty yeah. perfect. I mean, he had the date rape vibe going <laughs> hard. Yeah. So, uh, best outfit. Um, I mean. I think we all were going to touch on the uh, open-shirted producer yes. in the Northeast on a rainy, cold night. Yeah, and his shirt was covered in swirls? Yeah. yeah. It was just like black and white swirls all over his shirt. But I also enjoyed um, Tara Reed in Frankenstein boots and a, a dog collar and heavy lip liner. I thought that was a perfect look for 1998. Um, I liked uh, Parker twice. Like he was wearing at one point a, a uh, paisley white collared shirt 
over a leather jacket, like the, the yes, that like was, was the like, look, like yeah. a zoot suit shirt, like like it was the collar was really was big. that at the party? No, that was no, the, that was when they were at the coffee shop. It was at the coffee shop at the party. He was wearing a white collar, white shirt with a leather with a leather vest, vest which. That Part was of, my that was my favorite one. The, yeah. the guy with the swirl shirt was a number yeah. two, but that outfit specifically because it was like it's so late nineties. But again, but also like he could have been a star in like Shakespeare in Love. Well, that's the thing too is like there were laces on the back of it. Like, yeah, and it was also like is this a costume party or not? Because there's a lot of like kind of half-assed yeah costumes. There was also on. a chick at the party who had like a weird like yellow and not like blonde like yellow like. School bus yellow, uh, like beehive hairdo going yeah, on. That it was, was super weird. Yeah. That party was very, yeah. I just wrote that frat party is lame as shit. So. Yeah. It was a terrible party for all intents and purposes, as far as I could tell. I said probably the first one because she was like the most terrible. <laughs> Michelle. Yeah, because. I mean, she I, was an she, she like they make no bones about it. Like she's an awful person. Yeah. I think they're going for a sort of here's like they're trying to have it both ways because it's like they're trying to have like they want you to kind of enjoy <clears throat> watching these people be killed, but then they want like a good girl, final girl, and Natalie. Yeah. But like she's also terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, they were kind of had that like weird like morality judgment, yeah, mixed with like she was supposed to be who, like who was glad that Natalie lived, yeah, you know, no, she totally should have died, right? Like she was one of the if not the worst person in the movie. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, the actual best death is deemed to be severe tire damage. I thought that was pretty dope. I love that one. My favorite one was um, Lex Luthor from Smallville getting the Drano, the Drano yeah. poured down his throat. Okay, not canon, but all right. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean... Yeah, no. uh, I wrote down, too, like, I kind of, you know, piggybacking out of Lee's Pacey because he's, like, this frat boy. Like, he's just going to be, like, an investment banker or something. Oh, yeah, no. Years. I enjoyed that death because it was Natalie's fault. <laughs> yeah. Directly. Yeah. But, you know, the world's not... You know, it's better off that he's dead. Yeah. yeah. He he was going to get a uh, nepotism job in banking somewhere. Scary scene. I have a few. Okay. Uh, if someone else wants to get started. Uh, well, I mean, I thought the it was kind of effective when uh, the Aren't You Glad You Didn't Turn On The Light was written in blood. Yeah. Like, you, you can see that in, like, a better horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like something from, like, a better movie. That's fair. Um, and... The specter of George Bush being president. Mm-hmm. Right around the corner, guys. 9-11. Never forget. Never forget. Um, oh, hey, Elise. Yeah. You thinking about 9-11 right now? I am now. Never, never, forget. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. Scary never scene, forget. Matt. I actually switched this kind of from scariest scene to most upsetting scene, and I put it the dog in the microwave. Yeah. yeah. That's me, a like, good answer. That made me just, like, disgusted. Yeah. Why didn't you put 9-11 down? <laughs> Uh, well, 9-11 wasn't in this movie because it was only 1999. I mean, you should always be thinking about it. You I, no, no, dude. I was 100% yeah. thinking about it. The entire time <laughs> I was watching this movie, I was thinking about how it was only like three years until 9-11 was going to happen. Yeah, that's awful, yeah. But it wasn't technically part of the Do movie, so problem, I didn't include like, it. you like, when you try to have sex that, like, you can't stop thinking about 9-11? Oh, constantly. I've <laughs> yeah. seen a therapist about it many times. <laughs> They uh, they told I, me just we, to stop being a fucking weirdo. It's a weird we thing said we would never forget. Right. Eventually, you just start nine eleven. Just arouses you. <laughs> it's 
the yeah, weirdest part. Right, that was another I, trip to I the hear therapist. that ending song, and I just <laughs> pop the button on my jeans, you know. <laughs> 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 That's my impression. No one listening will know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, they will. Okay, so around the time 9-11 happened, they recut some Angus song that was already popular with, like, sounds from the tragedy of 9-11. So they're, like, they're, like news cutting and, like, 9-11. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the tower. Oh, God, there's fire everywhere. They're like, <laughs> I really like how your Angus singing is exactly the same as your impression of a Tool song. Judge it, judge it. Yeah. Um, uh, I I have a lot of things I want to ruminate is on uh, as far as perhaps. what I find scariest in this movie. One Man, is um, the hell that is this janitor's life. Oh God. <laughs> The way these like students treat him and stuff, uh, the treatment of mental illness in our country, uh, <laughs> the ghost of Tara Reid's career, <laughs> um, and then uh, probation for straight up murder, which spoke to the problems with privilege in this country. Yeah, for I, me. I almost wrote that down. Yeah. Like two like well-to-do white girls, they murder someone. Yeah, we they, got probation. Well, I got probation, probation for a year. For a year. Probation. They killed somebody. They fucking killed someone for no reason. Who had no. a successful landscaping business and because was about was to get fun. married. The seven beautiful seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So those were my scariest. Yeah, those are yeah. and nine eleven, of course. That too. <laughs> uh, would you survive? I said without a doubt. Uh, I wrote no, but I was assuming that I would be some. If I'm in this movie, I'm some sort of part of their friend group, and they all died, except Jared Leto and uh, the terrible, terrible. Person no, I mean, but you, you know, you got to put your, you can put yourself in their shoes, sort of. I think these people were all incredibly stupid and terrible. Oh, okay. Well, then... Yeah. You know what? Yeah, no. Then I yeah. would survive. Because also, like, taking into account, they all got murdered by a 90-pound, like, 20-year-old girl. Right. And I'm a, like, six foot three, <laughs> pushing four bills, like, I guess man. My... I feel like I could defend myself against that. See... I said no because there's alligators in the sewers, probably. (laughs) Alligators in the sewers. (laughs) You know, because also my my usual inclination is to say yes. So I'm like, for this dumb movie, I'm going to say no. No, I'm I'm saying all this stuff happened because Natalie is terrible and blames her problems on other people. Right, and I feel like I have a I'm a little more open minded about mental illness when it comes to especially like someone who's been through trauma or like grief. So I, I like to think I have a little like, more like compassion. I, like, you saw that gender, like, hey guys, let's be nice to the gender. He's differently able. It's the '90s. You know, people talk like that and be like, uh, I think he's weird. Like, no, differently able. The janitor was definitely weird. He didn't have it. He at least didn't have the stutter. He had a weird gaze, though. Like, he definitely looked at people in a weird way. Yeah. He was constantly, like, in fear of people, it seemed like. Yeah. No, I would just do what any normal person does and pretend I don't see them. (laughs) (laughs) Not make eye contact. How's this movie compared to Friday the 13th Part 4? Not as good. No. No, my machete rating is, uh... 
I think I'm I'm gonna give it a two because it's still kind of fun in a horror movie way. I don't know, maybe one and three quarters though, honestly, because like it's too long. Is the other thing. It's really? about two hours long. It, ne- no. it did not need to be more than ninety minutes. It was like ninety five minutes oh. before. <laughs> it was like ninety five minutes before. Uh, uh, Maybe I'll give it two then. I don't know. Where's yeah. you, where do yeah. you land? Um, I went like I would say a solid three machetes. Really, I, I enjoyed it. Like it was not nearly as bad as I remember. Like eighteen year old me thinking it was. Yeah. Because I think the first time I saw this was in, like, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. And, like, at the time, I was a bit more of a movie snob than I am now. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this is, like, trivial garbage. da 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 Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, it knows... It, it kind of knows what it is. It it knew it was trying to be a Scream ripoff, but it wasn't nearly as good at doing what Scream does. Yeah. But it was still a fun movie... Like, everything was pretty tongue-in-cheek, and the deaths were pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, I I probably enjoyed it a little more this time than the, when I saw it in the theater, because I was like, I paid money to see that. But then, again, at the time, like, I usually convinced myself I liked every movie I saw at the theater. But like, sure. it was good, you know? Oh, yeah, was I spent six Yeah, I used like, to do that, yeah. You know, it was good. I remember, like... Really enjoyed the Phantom Menace the first time I saw it. Yeah. Oh, no, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really until I came out on DVD. I'm like, actually, this movie's pretty sucks. Pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. So, like, uh, well, your machete rating is well, oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I guess like around one and a half, maybe one and three quarter. But like, I uh, it definitely like in the movie's defense, it prepared me for Scream Three, which I really didn't like when I saw the theater. But uh, at the time, like, I, this was the movie I always point to. It's like I stopped seeing every horror movie after this. Like, I was just like, okay, I need to be more selective. Yeah. That was not very good. Yeah. So I mean, for me, a- that movie was uh, Jeepers Creepers 2. <laughs> that was a movie I, uh, I almost got thrown out of for making fun of it within the first five minutes. And somebody, another theater goer who was not with me, turned around and said, are you going to do this the whole fucking movie? And my response was, yes. So he got up and left. Get this little jackass out of here. A uh, guy from the director of Jeepers Creepers 2, weird guy. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, going to be child molester. Oh, really? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I mean, allegedly, I have to look it up to say whether he's convicted. Allegedly. Allegedly, guys. Yeah. Not allegedly. Dude got convicted. Dude is a creep. Allegedly. Uh...
But like mm. the, you would say that. You're gonna be cutting this out anyway. Right. <laughs>